Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Back in the hot seat. Back in the hot seat. Good day to you, sir. sir. Good day to you, sir. Good day. Good day. You know what's a good day? What is a good day? Any day that our friends in real estate are out helping people buy homes. Yep. Or sitting down with potential sellers mm -hmm. and talking to them about selling their home. Okay. That's a good day. It's a great day. That's a great day. And yep. I want to talk about those great days today. Okay, let's do it. I want to talk about what it is that a real estate agent does for home buyers and home sellers and why, in my opinion, you need a realtor. I hear that a lot nowadays. Yeah, you do need a realtor. Um, now... Full disclosure, if you tune into this show enough, you'll know this about me. I am not a do-it-yourselfer mm -hmm. in general, unless it's something you really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing the yard. You enjoy doing the yard. Yep. Therefore, we do it yourself yeah. when it comes to yard work. Yep. But anything else, I'm a big fan of hiring someone to do what they do well, mm -hmm. and you stay in your lane and hire someone to stay in their lane. Correct. Okay. And unfortunately, too many people who just, they just don't know, therefore... Through ignorance, you make bad decisions. Yep. Well, let's use this platform yet again yeah. to educate and hope that people can digest what we spit mm -hmm. and make more well-informed decisions. That sounds like a great idea. So, for the past 20-plus years, yep. and that's basically my adult life, right? I've been an, a, a, an adult. Knock yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> I've been an adult for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, right? I, I turned 42 uh, later this month. And uh, that means 20 years ago, I was a, a college senior. So yeah, kind of adulting, but not really. Yeah. But um, for, for the past 20 years, since I've been an adult, I've heard people like, oh, I don't want to hire a realtor. They're expensive. I want to save my money. Yeah, I could do it myself. I can do it myself. Okay. So now you're walking down that path of do it yourself. Yep. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's do it. Right? It'd be a short little episode, but let's let's dive deep into it. We'll start with home buyers. Okay. Okay. When you're buying a house, I have never, ever, ever, ever once come up with a solution where do it doing it yourself made sense. Maybe one, and I'll share that with you. Okay. Now, selling a home, when we get into do-it-yourself as a seller, mm -hmm. eh, I can make some arguments. Okay. I really can. Okay, okay. Now, our friends in real estate may or may not appreciate that I'm going to lay that out, but mm. you know, we're not necessarily trying to make friends as much as we are trying to inform. For sure. And I'm going on record saying, use a realtor to buy a house, use a realtor to sell a house. Like, like use, use a realtor. On the record. Use okay. So... The one and only time someone may want to not use a realtor would be if I'm buying your house from you and you're buying my house from me, we're friends, we don't really need a realtor. Gotcha. Right? We can find a way to protect you, protect you, I protect me, mm -hmm. whether it is we choose to utilize a real estate attorney, yeah. have that real estate attorney help us draft the contract and almost like mediate yeah. a, a um, purchase and a sale. Mm -hmm. Maybe you and I decide on the purchase price by on our own going out and paying for a third party independent valuation or an appraiser to come out to, to, to view the property mm -hmm. uh, and tell us what the home is worth, at which point we have an idea 
That way I know that I'm not overpaying for your house and you're not underselling the whole, right? Like I could see where, okay, yes. Why would you need to incorporate a real estate agent? Because that home doesn't need to be marketed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Therefore you don't need one. Some people would make the argument that they don't need a realtor in order to go buy new construction. And I could see their angle, but I would tell you, nah, so not on. worth it. So especially in Florida, because like there's a new subdivision going up. Looks great. Come on in. And mm-hmm. you can go into the model home. You can talk to someone like the builder, and you go right there. If you kind of see the model you want, you see the neighborhood you want, would you need a realtor at that point if you could just kind of do it all there? Um, so you don't necessarily need one, right? And mm-hmm. this is where it, it's more of the gray area. Okay. Um, but I'm going to ask you this. You're not going to get the home any cheaper yeah. by by not using a realtor. Yeah. Right, so the the builder has already priced in the realtor's commission into that sales price. Uh, Therefore, when you go in there, unless you're super savvy and you have figured out a way to negotiate a sales price as if there was a realtor representing mm-hmm. you, and then you ask them, hey, by the way, what is your realtor co-broke? The, 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 the co-brokers, what's to the commission you pay to realtors? Be like, perfect. I want you to either decrease that from my sales price or give me that much money and free upgrades, mm. or give me that much money to go towards my closing cost. Very few people know to do that. They just walk in willy-nilly, yeah. and they buy the home, they pay the price, at which point, now like, like you, you're doing this not represented, mm. and you don't have someone who's an advocate for you to answer your questions. You don't have someone who's an advocate for you that if and when things start to go a little sideways, a little wonky, mm-hmm. you have a professional whose job is it to be on your side. Yeah. Like you're trying to do it yourself, at which point now when things go sideways, that you have to stop what you're doing in your normal everyday life and start handling and tackling all issues. Whereas if you had a professional real estate agent in your corner, that person could be running lead and you just assisting where they needed you to assist when and if things went sideways. Yeah. So that that's where like, yes, I could see where someone's like, well, new construction, I don't need a, a realtor as much. But I'm like, but why would you not? It's not like you're getting a better deal by not using a realtor. Hmm. Um, other than that, when, when you're a home buyer, here's what you should know. You don't pay the realtor's commission. 99 times out of 100, I'm sure somewhere, some state, some municipality, some county, some region, they're like, well, in my region, we do things different. But the way the world that I, as I know it, mm-hmm. 99% of the time, you're not paying a realtor when you're buying a home. The seller who listed the home has agreed to pay a set commission, whether that commission's 4%, 7%, 6%, that's regardless. They're, they've agreed to pay that at which point it's typically divided 50-50. 50% to the person who listed it, 50% to the realtor who brings a buyer. Mm. Well, when you're the buyer, you're technically not paying the realtor's commission. The seller is. And only when the home is sold. Mm. So your realtor has every incentive to make sure that they help keep your transaction together, that they advocate on your behalf in order to... in order to make sure that, that you close so they can get paid, but you're not the one paying them. So like, why, this is why I always pose a question to someone like, well, I'm not going to use a realtor. I'm going to save my money. Yeah. I'm like, but when you're buying a home, I don't know what you're going to pay the realtor. There's one fee. There's what? one fee that you may pay your realtor. You know what it is? No. It's a transaction fee. 
So a lot of these brokerages, whether it's a Keller Williams or yeah. a Remax or an EXP, Century 21, etc., they may or may not have a transaction fee. The transaction fee is a fee that is imposed by the brokerage mm-hmm. to their okay. realtors. The realtors typically pass it on to the home buyer. Gotcha. Okay. So your agent's with Caldwell Banker. Caldwell Banker charges a $295 transaction fee. Just like your realtor thing. charges it to you. You you pay it at closing, so only if you buy the home. Okay. Okay. You could end up paying that. Ah. Huh. Okay. Or you may not. Not every realtor, not every brokerage charges them. Maybe some realtors, you know, they they absorb it. Maybe you're buying a, in a sales price range or the commission's high enough where the realtor's like, you know what? You're buying a $500,000 home and I'm making 3% on this. I can go ahead and waive the fee. And waive the fee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, by the way, their brokerage still charges that to the realtor. They'll just take the L up front and be like, whatever, I'll just pay. Correct. It. So basically, it's, it's the realtor doing a solid for their buyer, mm. saying, I'm not going to pass this along. I'll absorb, I'll absorb it. And by the way, if the commission, this is just food for thought, if the commission pays 2 or 2.5 two or 3% to your agent, please note your agent doesn't see the full 2, 2.5 two or 3 they work for a brokerage. The brokerage needs their cut as well. So typically your agent is going to get 70, 80, or 90% of that commission. And know this too, they only get paid when something actually closes. So sometimes people, and I was once this way before I was in the industry, look at how much commission a realtor makes. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, oh my God. But keep in mind, they, they choose it that way. They say, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going to do a great job for you, and I'm not going to take any payment. I'm going to work my tail off nights, weekends, and only get paid when and if you actually buy something. Hmm. They could charge an hourly rate and mandate and, and, and guarantee that they received compensation regardless if you bought or sold. But in order to protect you up front, they say, I'm willing to make a lot of money only when things close. Hmm. And by the way, as a buyer, you're not even paying it. The seller's paying it. Wow. I, I did not know that. Even as Because going in, you would think like, oh, I want to save. I don't want to use a realtor. You just think like, oh, it'll save me $3,500, grand. Just that's ignorantly thinking like, oh, I can just do it myself. I watch a couple of YouTube videos and I'm ready to go out there in the market. Yeah, but no, you, you don't do this. You don't have access to the same tools that they do. You have similar tools you have access to. But you know what? Do you have access to a, a, a broker who has, by the way, realtors work for brokers, right? The, the broker of that particular office. Mm-hmm. But do you have access to the, the the number of other professionals that they do? The, the mines? No, but my buddy gave me his NMLS login yeah. so I could look at homes on the back end. But no, I don't have any. Yeah, yeah but like, like you don't have someone to turn to when and if something goes sideways. Hmm. And that's a realtor's job. Things will go sideways. You want them there. Better yet, like when you're negotiating, when I mean, do you have someone who sets proper expectations for you? And the answer is probably no. Like, like if you go in unrepresented, you may end up signing a contract where, let's say, here in Central Florida, you agreed to pay for the owner's title insurance and the Florida document stamps in the deed. Oh yeah. Sure. So, so a realtor like that, not only do they help you find the house, they help you with the logistics of the paperwork. Is it their job to like look through everything and make everything, sure, hey, yeah. hey, hey, this doesn't make they, sense? They, right they write the contract for you. Oh. Yes. They, they walk you through step by step. They make sure that your home inspection is done on time. Your appraisal is done on time. That you have completed your loan application on time. They follow up with your lender to make sure your lender contractually isn't doing something that's going to jeopardize you buying this home. And if you did it on your own, you'd have to do this all yourself while like... You'd have to monitor it. And, and, and how much experience do you have buying a house? Let me tell you, I bought two homes in my lifetime. Two. Yeah. 
Like, I don't have any experience buying a house. My last home, home purchase experience was nine years ago. So, like, what makes someone think that, I mean, even if your realtor only sells 12 homes a year, they're still doing it once a month. Yeah. You're doing it once, once every, every seven to nine years, yeah. you know? Things can change, I would assume, in between. That yeah, there, there's a lot that goes on. Everything from um, you know, doing a final walkthrough. Do you know you're supposed to do a final walkthrough? Do you know when you're supposed to do, you know, it's mm. like, do you know your rights versus the seller's rights? And um, if if you don't have your home inspection done by a certain time period and you get your home inspection done late, the seller might be able to tell you, sorry, John, I don't care what you want me to fix. You didn't yeah. have your inspection done. If the appraisal is not done in a timely manner, if the loan commitment's not back in a timely manner, the seller could keep your deposit and not sell you the home. It's like these are things that a realtor, let alone, they help you negotiate, right? What happens when the appraisal comes in low? Hmm. What if you need to dispute that appraisal? Just YouTube, 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 Google, Google, Google. No, that's when it's always baffled me. Look, if you're listening, if you're buying a home, use a realtor. Even if they charge a $495 transaction fee, just mandate that they're worth that extra $495, pay it, and use a realtor. I mean, there's so many things that, that, that are supposed to go sideways and supposed to go wrong because it's life, and that's what happens in life. Use a realtor. Yeah. Seems like more could go wrong than could go right if you choose not to use one. Did I frame that properly? More could go well, wrong if you don't use well, one. Well, yes. Look, <laughs> something is going to go wrong. Are you prepared for it? Do you have the experience? Do you have the network? Do you have the circle of other professionals that you can turn to when something goes wrong and you don't know. Better yet, right now, it's a freaking seller's market. It is the seller's market. You have to get creative with your offers. Do you even know some tips and tricks on how to get creative with uh, your offers? Uh, drop the price? Uh. No, no, you would have to increase. If it's a seller's market and you're, you're going in underrepresented or not represented, mm. your only way to win this, this is by paying the most money. But if you're working with a seasoned, savvy sales agent who specializes in real estate, they may have some ticks, some ticks, some tips yeah. and tricks, some hacks yeah. up their sleeve that lets you actually beat out an offer that may be more money than yours, but because of your hack, your tip, or your mm-hmm. trick, you were able to purchase the home that you wanted and you paid less for it because you were represented. Blasphemy. So now that $495 that you just paid in a transaction fee, if you, A, won the house, and B, paid three grand less than what someone else was willing to pay, that 495 paid for itself. Yeah, it did. So it's, yeah, it, and, and I'm, I'm not on this show going to you talk about those tips and tricks. I know them. I see them. Yeah. I commend agents for their creativity, but it wouldn't be fair to them for me to tell all their secrets. Hmm. If they want to come on the show and tell their secrets, by all means, hey, realtors, here's your invitation. Yeah. If you have some really cool tips and tricks that you use in today's market to help win offers for your buyers, because buyers, in today's market, a home goes on the market and you're one of seven people, sometimes 17, who are looking at that home within the first two days and making an offer. Hmm. You need to stand out. A lot of times, being represented and who you're represented by may be the reason why your offer gets seen and looked at by the sellers. So 
that's my pitch on why you should use a realtor when you buy a home, yeah. right? A, it doesn't really cost you any money. And B, it protects you. Yeah. C, it could help you actually win the contract in a multiple offer situation, which we are in multiple offer situations on most homes. And it takes a big burden off of your plate. You have someone else there to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. No brainer. What are two times you would potentially not? Okay, in a for sale by owner situation. By And by for sale by owner, I mean John and I are friends. Mm-hmm. I want to buy John's house. John wants to buy my house. That's it. Not, oh, so-and-so's a DIYer himself, and he's listing his home, and I'm going to mm. come in. Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, you if it's someone you know, I'm buying my dad's house, gotcha. et cetera. Okay. Or maybe, with a huge maybe, if you're buying new construction, but... If you're not represented and you're representing yourself on new construction, understand that that home builder has already priced in into their final price, typically needing to pay a realtor commission Mm -hmm. for bringing a buyer to them. If you're going in not represented, make sure, like damn well, that you're getting something in return. Hmm. And even still, I wouldn't recommend it. Look, builder upgrades, uh, they're, they're... But they got crown molding. It looks great. Yeah, there's many builder upgrades that I've been told. Look, I've never purchased new construction, but I've been told you can probably do cheaper on your own. Really? Yeah. Now, here's what you can't do on your own is finance it. Right? <laughs> the, the, the one benefit when you're buying new construction is that it all gets rolled into your sales price, at which point you're financing 95 or 90 or 80% of. Mm-hmm. If you start doing all of these, you know cool floors and, and crown molding and upgraded appliances, et cetera, on your own, because it is cheaper to do it on your own, you better have the cash or the bankroll to pay for it all out of pocket because it's very difficult or expensive to finance mm. aftermarket versus... Gotcha. But that's a whole other show. Yeah. That really is. That's like new construction 101. Wow. And uh, I would have to bring on an expert. I'd have to kick you out of your seat or kick uh, me out of my seat. Uh, and you interview an expert who... <laughs> Who sells new construction? Yeah. Who can teach us the ins and the outs? Well, you put it out in the universe. So. Let's put it out there. Hey, if, if you sell new construction and you're really good at it and you're really good on a microphone and you want to share some of the some of the tips and tricks and yeah. do's and don'ts of buying new construction, we'd love to have you on. By all means. Yeah, by all means. All right, let's talk about home selling. Okay. Because you said home sellers might be able to maybe get away with Look, my realtor friends, please do not attack me for this. Okay. Because I'm going to go on and go on and go. I'm going to go on record yet again. Yet again. Don't do it yourself. Okay. But I could see why. I could see why someone would be like, look, I'm looking around in my neighborhood and homes are going on the market. And within a weekend, 13 people have viewed them and they've had seven offers and they're, they're going for top dollar. I don't need to pay someone four, five, six, or seven percent to list my home and do that for me. Hmm. I could. I I get where they're coming from. But at the same time, you're not paying for that initial market and that initial um, contract. You're paying for when things go sideways. Hmm. When things go sideways, do you A, are you able to keep the transaction together? And B, are you still able to sell it for top dollar? Can you speak on that a little bit? Like how often do transactions in real estate like go awry? 
So I share with our loan officers here at Waterstone Mortgage, we have the careers we have and we make the money we make because things go sideways. Hmm. Realtors, same thing. They have the careers they have and they make the money they, they make because things go sideways. There's not a transaction that, that transpires or very rarely that something didn't go unexpectedly, hmm. right? It's like you expect the unexpected and it could be a multitude of things. It's everything from there could be an open permit. Okay, an open permit means that the home that you are looking to buy, somewhere along the lines, someone had worked under the home, a permit was opened, and it hasn't been closed out. You mean the work hasn't been completed? The work, I don't, we don't know. Ah. Ah, we got to get to work. Mm. We got to get to work to figure that out. If you're a, a do-it-yourselfer, you got to get to work. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. To uh, figure that out. It seems like if you tried to do it yourself and then you kind of went down this road, you would almost – do you almost pay more in the end because you're scrambling? You need to hire all these people to help kind of backfill this? I, I mean, I, I would tell you you pay in the end because of the emotional toll it takes on you. Like, you know, uh, how, how much productivity did you miss out on during those 60 days, mm-hmm. whether it's at your, your job, whether it's with your family, with your friends, trips you didn't take. I mean, there's definitely a yeah. toll that is taken. But look, if you're going to sell a home, do you know a good title company or a good real estate attorney? Uh, no, you don't. No. Most people don't. You know who does? A good realtor does. Mm. So all of a sudden, better yet, uh, do you know how to vet the lender of the person who is buying your home to make sure that it's a legit offer? Or are you going to accept an offer and 45 days later, have it not close, and now you have to put the home back on the market, go back through the process. Whoa, that happens? Yes, that happens. You know what a good realtor can do that lists your home? They can make sure they properly vet all offers who are coming in. Like, Do you know if you accepted a certain type of offer that was using a certain type of county-provided down payment assistance, you basically just agreed to a 90-day closing? No, I did not know that. No, you wouldn't know that either. It's not your job to know that, right? If your job is an engineer at Lockheed Martin, you need to be a great engineer for Lockheed Martin. <laughs> yeah. Your job is not to know that if you accepted a certain offer where the buyer was receiving down payment assistance from a certain county, it's a 90-day close. All you need to know going into it is, are you cool with a 90-day close? Do you know what that means, right? It's another two months of mortgage payments, another two, yards of, uh, two, two months of yard service, and two months of utilities, and two months of pool service. Hmm. Another two months that something could break in your house, right? I mean, who is anticipating having a hurricane in the state of Florida in the month of November, but we just saw one? Mm. What if you now have roof damage and that roof? I mean, it's like there's so many things that are that, that are going to go into this. Open permits um, we, we just talked about, but you know, vet, properly vetting all offers that are coming in. What happens when you have a low appraisal? Do you know how to dispute a low appraisal as the seller? Yeah, I just call the people and be like, why would you say my house wasn't worth what I think it's worth? Yeah, no, you're going to have to pull comparable sales. You're going to have to make arguments. You're going to have to be able to, A, read the appraisal, look at the adjustments. Do you know how, John Coleman, do you know how much an appraiser typically gives to a home that has a pool in terms of additional value versus a home that does not have a pool? $20,000. You're guessing? Yes. Okay, your life's on the line. You want to you stick to that answer? Um. Uh, well, you know, pools are. You, you want to phone a friend? I, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I'm doing this on my own, so let me just figure this out. Pools usually cost like what forty to forty five thousand. on the cheap end, thirty on the high end. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, yeah it, high end a lot. Uh, but let's say your standard pool. Standard pool. Yeah, on the on the cheap end, thirty and the high end. So 60. then this is this would thirty really, to sixty. Thirty to sixty. This would be literally my thought process. All right, it's worth that. Give me half. 
I have nothing to base it on. I'm just saying, give me half. That's yeah, a good guess. It's a good guess. About 15 grand. Yeah. So you and I had the same exact pool, uh, same exact home in the same exact neighborhood. You have a pool and I don't. Uh-huh. Your home is worth an extra 15 grand than mine. Yeah. Period. End of story. But if you're selling your house, you remember six years ago, you paid that pool com- company $43,000 to come dig a hole in your yard yeah. and build your pool. Yeah. Do you know that when you have a low appraisal, do you know even where to look on the appraisal? The answer is you probably don't. Hell no. Yeah, you probably don't. Like Just like you didn't know where to turn to to actually have someone close your your home on your behalf because you need a title company or a real estate attorney. Someone's going to have to do a title search, a title exam, issue title uh, insurance. Do you know that typically, in, in, well, at least in our market, but in other markets, do you know what a typical seller cost is versus a non-typical seller cost? Do you know how much time you should typically give the home buyer to have their, their inspection done? And then when they have the inspection, do you know what type of negotiations and are you ready to handle the negotiations of the back and forth after the buyer had the home inspection? I feel like I'm back at UT and I didn't read last night's chapter and the professor's just wailing me with shit. I'm <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, like, like the answer is no. Like, yes, in today's market, I can see where a home seller is like, look, these homes are selling themselves. I don't need a realtor. Uh, may, maybe you do. Yes, homes are selling themselves for the most part. But you're not necessarily hiring the realtor to market the house for you. Hmm. Now you are. By the way, you are. If I'm not using the multiple listing service to market my home, I have drastically reduced the buyer pool. So automatically by... Utilizing a real estate professional who who has access for me to put my home in the MLS, now I have opened myself up to the largest buyer pool. The largest buyer pool will allow me to get the most bids. Maybe my home can get bid up, and maybe it gets bid up by someone who's paying cash. Hmm. By the way, when someone's paying cash, things like appraisals and home inspections and financing contingencies become less prevalent. But if I'm trying to do it myself and my home's not going the, in the multiple listing service, and I'm just going to put it online. I'm going to put a sign in my yard. I'm going to put a sign in my yard. Then I'm going to miss out on, on all of that. And, and better yet, what if I end up selling my home for appraised value, but my realtor could have sold my home for fifteen grand over appraised value? That's when I would be kicking myself. Yeah, but you, you don't know that. Your, your goal with anything in life, especially when you're hiring a real estate agent, is that you get your money's worth without the headache. Meaning... If my if if I had to pay a realtor fifteen grand to list and sell my home, but the realtor helped me sell the home for fifteen grand more than I would have on my own. Duh. Okay, so that washed itself out, but now I had someone else doing all the heavy lifting. It's the peace of mind. Yes, yeah, the peace of mind, and and maybe because homes are selling so quickly, maybe maybe you choose a different type of real estate service. Right, because there's there's different types, just like in life. Right, there's, um, I mean, there's if, if I'm having wood floors put in, there's some people who would do it cheaper if I go out and buy all the material myself. Yeah, and they just provide labor. Mm-hmm. Right, there's there there's some people, you know, just just different business models. Yeah, there's discount everything. Right. Yeah. Now with discount, you may also be getting discounted services which means that you're, you're not mitigating your risk as much. But I think you should use a real estate agent and a realtor when you're listing your home. 
You convince me. I mean, it just it just makes sense. It, it's just, yeah, I mean, after all the everything you laid out, like, is it worth worth saving an imaginary amount of money that you just placed in your head just because it's like thirty five hundred dollars? I can no. say. And then you know, because I know this episode is going to have shelf life. You know, just because we're in a seller's market the past three years and we're in one right now and we're going to be one in next year, that doesn't mean we're going to be one in twenty twenty five. That's when you have to have. It's not even like, a, oh, do I? <laughs> and which and at what level? You yeah. know, like I'm telling you on the show, I think you always need to have a real estate agent list your home. But there's definitely varying levels that you may want to consider. You may want to consider, I'm willing to do more heavy lifting. I want to use a discount brokerage, hmm. or I'm willing to take more risk because of the market. It's a calculated risk, but I'm willing to take a risk. I'm going to use a discount broker. Mm. Or you may be like, no, I'm, I'm paying my 5 or my 6 or my 7% realtor commission because I want it done. I want it done right. I want to be left alone. Yeah. And I want to know that when and if things go sideways, I have the best person with the best team who is fully equipped to navigate this for me. Hmm. Um, in five years, when the market is more of an even market, meaning it's it's not a buyer's market, it's not a seller's market, that is when a realtor is worth their weight in gold. Because that is where, you know, you, you could, if you do it yourself, end up selling your home for 5 or 6% less than if you used a real estate agent. Damn. Like, that's when it really comes into play. Because, look, there's, th- there's avenues out there that you could list your home yourself mm-hmm. and still market it to the real estate community that, hey, John, if you bring a buyer to me, I'll still pay you a 2 or 3% commission. Mm-hmm. Like, you could do that, but you're still unrepresented. You're still representing yourself. So now you just invited a prof- a buyer in who has a professional working on their behalf. And then you just got, you represent yourself. And you're representing you. Well, who okay. knows more about real estate? Duh. More, yeah, <laughs> more than likely that buyer's agent yeah. does. So now what are you really saving? You're saving two or two and a half or 3% of your per- of your sales price is, is what you're saving in order to do it yourself. Right, it would be like me fighting Conor McGregor, and I have never once boxed or kickboxed. I'm like, yeah, but I'm strong and I'm tough. I can do this. Yeah, I'm bigger than he is. I am bigger than he is. But he would whip my butt. He is trained. Yeah. Yes, you don't want to go. uh, You know, any time in life, when 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 would you want to compete against someone who is trained and experienced for someone who's not? Well, when you put it that way, Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so at a minimum. At a minimum, how about this? Let, let's agree on this. Before you were to ever buy or sell a home on your own, interview a couple realtors. Reach out to your friends and family. Call the people at the Loan Officer Podcast. Ask us, hey, who would you recommend? I bet you know a couple. I bet we know a couple. How about this? We know thousands of realtors just in the Florida market. right? Of those thousands... A couple hundred are really, really good at what they do. I would think so. Really, really good. Okay. And our network expands from Spokane to Key West and everywhere in between. We only, we're only we a one phone call, one text message, or one email away from being able to provide you with two or three names of people who have been vetted by our network. And at a minimum, sit down with them. It's at least worth 30 to 60 minutes of your time to make the decision that yes, this is a DYI situation or hell to the no, it's not. I'm so glad I tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast and they taught me why I should or should not 
hire a professional real estate agent to help me buy or sell a home. Got me sold. Beautiful. On that note, John Coleman, let's let our fine viewers get on with their day. Yes, sir. If you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to sell a house and you don't know where to start, give me a call. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to spend five, 10 minutes pointing you in the right direction. I'm not a licensed real estate agent, never have been, never want to be, but I know a lot of them. Yes, sir. I know a lot of them, and I kind of know a little bit about what you're looking to accomplish. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, we can get you pointed in the right direction, answer some of your questions. And if you still aren't convinced not to do it yourself, at a minimum, make the phone call, have an interview, and figure out for yourself whether or not a professional real estate agent is good for you. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You have tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. If you need to reach me, 407 645 6363. You can find him on our Instagram page at the Loan Officer Podcast, YouTube channel, the Loan Officer Podcast, and Facebook, the Loan Officer Podcast. Podcast. And if all else fails, there's only 17,335 John Coleman's in the United States of America, but Google them. You never know what you might find out. But we're done. That's the show. Peace. Deuces. 